Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider free podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today? Outsourcing for the voiceover talent. That's the topic of the day. And Ray Burrell is the owner of Ray of Light Assistance, which is a service that provides online support for entrepreneurs in general and mainly voiceover artists. That's an industry she really knows well. She has a wide array of talents that equip her to be the ideal support for her clients. In fact, her expertise runs the gamut from editing audio to, to building and maintaining your online presence. And we all know how important that is in voiceover including building websites. And today, Ray will give you common website mistakes to avoid and answer questions about outsourcing some of your load to an online business manager. Ray, first of all, thank you for coming here. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Before we get into talking about websites in particular, can you tell me what your thoughts are about how a voiceover talent can know if outsourcing is right for them? and when outsourcing is right for them? Okay, that's actually a really good question. So I've actually had a few people message me before in the past and they were really busy, but they didn't have the income to accommodate extra support. And it was more about them needing a little bit of extra training on how to better utilize their time. And once they, once I had a conversation with them on, on ways to make their time more productive and to use their time a little bit better, they actually found out that no, they didn't need support. They just needed, they just needed a few shortcuts. So the ideal candidate would be, I found are the voiceover actors who have either their clients are messaging them on the day to day, like every day they're getting at least anywhere from, from 10 to, to 15 people saying, Hey, I need you to do this job. Or, Hey, I have a project for you. Hey, I want you to audition those people and the people that are doing joint uh, multiple ventures. So mm-hmm. most of my clients actually are voiceover actors, but they also do a little bit of coaching. And they also, they also have, um, one of my clients had a inspirational type video venture that they did as well. So those that have multiple ventures are usually the ones that find that they need more support because they're, they're finding themselves being pulled in multiple directions at one time. That's true. I mean, being a voiceover talent has uh, a number of hats in itself. And when you add in, as I can attest, coaching, or you add in you're, you're a singing instructor on the side or, or whatever it is, then that can be really overwhelming. Now, mm-hmm. where do you put the financials in this? Because, you know, one of the things that I've taught in the past is, I'm not saying to go ahead and hire an assistant if you can't afford it, but reconsider and crunch the numbers because if you are, say, spending hours upon hours editing an audiobook or something, when you could make more money by doing other things and hiring somebody for 25 bucks an hour to do the editing, I mean, you just have to decide by crunching numbers when it's worth it. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I definitely agree. So like I said, one of my clients, they actually don't have another venture. They're only voiceover. And they find that it's a lot simpler and it makes more sense just to give me the jobs to edit so that they can stay behind the mic. So if you find that you might edit slowly or if you find that you're spending far too much time and it really doesn't make any sense, like you said, you're going to need to crunch the numbers and find out if outsourcing someone to edit your jobs would be more beneficial to you because if you can take on more jobs, then of course you'd make more money. 
And the other thing that I had to make as a consideration, because I hire out editors, is that even if I do have time, can they, for that 25 or so bucks an hour, can they provide a better product than I could to my client? And that's a definite consideration on my end. Yes. Sometimes it makes more sense because you also get more work when you turn in quality projects. If your clients aren't having to go back and fix your edits or go, ahead, go back and tweak your edits or they want you to redo it, if you're not having to do that and you cut that out, that actually benefits you more and they actually will give you more work on top of that. Editors, which I'm a big, big, big proponent of, of farming out to, a lot of times they do quality control as they're going along. So when you say consumer instead of customer and they catch that, you get to revoice it, send it to the editor, and then the client never even knows the mistake was there. The client doesn't have to send back a pickup. So they're thinking, oh, wow, this is easier. My branding is easier said and done because for my clients, I make their job very, very easy. And there are a number of ways I do that. And one of them is that there are very rarely pickups needed to be done because I hire people to take care of all that before the client ever sees it. As far as they know, I read the whole thing cold and perfectly the very first time. Exactly. And so it always makes you look fantastic. Exactly. Before we move on to talking about websites, because I've got a number of questions and I know that you've got a lot of answers on voiceover websites. How does somebody find the right person? And I ask this because I have hired so many people because I'm a big believer in outsourcing. As you know, having been hired to do my Facebook group, to do uh, a bunch of behind the scenes work of the stuff I could not even fathom doing to make sure that all of my webinars go flawlessly. How do you find the right person? And I ask this because I have had editors flake on me in the middle of work. I have had web designers all of a sudden become non-communicative where it takes me four or five weeks to get a hold of them and I'm not qualified to make the changes. You know, I've had so many people flake on me and these people came recommended by somebody. How do I keep this from happening? First, I want to touch on that as far as an editing standpoint. Uh -huh. um, and then I'll touch on it for your webinars and everything else. So when you have, um, when you're, when you're starting off with a new editor, you do want to have a conversation with them and find out exactly how they work and if they're capable of doing it. Cause some editors are super busy. So, you know, a 24 to 48 hour turnover is really hard for them. Also, all editors and voiceovers don't necessarily mesh well. So it's a really good idea to have a demo piece. So basically what I tell all of my prospective clients is to send me something that's no longer than one minute. And then I'll edit that and I'll send it back for free. And I do that because I might not be the best editor for them and they may not be the best voiceover artist for me to do editing for. And that's fine. But you want to know that kind of thing up front. So far, it's only happened to me one time in my career. I don't know where the disconnect was, but it just, it just wasn't a good fit. So she actually ended up going to someone else, which is fine because at the end of the day, I want everyone to deliver fantastic projects and I want them to find whatever is the best fit. So I definitely highly recommend that you send a demo piece for your editor to do. That way you can make any tweaks that you might need to make, or you can also tell whether or not it's going to be a good fit because not, it's not a one size fit all for editors. And then for the outsourcing, I send portfolio work to all of my potential clients. I also have testimonials and I also, it could just be the way that I work, but I like to work on something until my clients are happy with it. So the same way that you would interview an editor, you're going to interview your outsource when you outsource to for your webinars and everything. 
the exact same way. You're going to ask them questions like, how busy are you? What do you think your turnaround time would be? If I had something that needed to launch in two days, do you think you could have it ready then? You have to ask as many questions as possible. And there's a couple of red signs. If they're like, oh, I think I could do that. Or, you know, there's like a bit of a hesitation in their voice. Then you know that they may not be able to deliver what you need. And that's fine too. You just go ahead and you find someone else that will be able to do that. But I would definitely recommend to look at their past projects. Um, If they have links to things that are live, look at those. If they have screenshots of things that um, they've done in the past, look those over and see that way if it's going to be a good fit. The best way to go about hiring anyone is just to do your research. Don't, Don't go in blindly. You have to ask questions. You have to actually see their products. That's right. Anybody can create a great Facebook presence, but that doesn't mean they create good quality for their clients. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I have recently determined is that when it comes to editing, and I have an editor that I hire on a regular basis who is just awesome and a couple of backups, but uh, I am not any longer going to hire someone who is not a full-time editor because they're just stuff gets in the way. Some of them work at radio stations and they're like, oh, I have to go into the studio tonight to do it or, or whatever. Instead of like, okay, it's nine o'clock. This is my day and here's what I have to do and I'm going to get it done. I actually didn't even think about that because um, I, I am a uh, full-time editor. I do work from home and I, and I take on any client projects that come up. So the, the thought of having another job or another venture to actually go out and do that, that hadn't occurred to me. So Definitely someone who does it full time is ideal because that's their bread and butter. That's how they survive. We are talking to Ray Burrell, who is the owner of Ray of Light Assistance, who has a wide variety of talents, including, you know, voiceover editing, managing other types of projects like your online presence. And for me, there was something that I had to do that she didn't actually totally know how to do yet, but she went out and learned how to do a flawless job for me. And I am so impressed with you to, to embrace professional development in what you do, Ray. I, I really, really appreciate that myself because, you know, you feel so helpless when you've got to do some stuff that, that you're not really qualified to do and you are not sure who to turn to. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Ray about how to build your website and what needs to go into a voiceover website when we come back. All right. We'll be right back after this short message. Julie Williams has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans, and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches. But don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say. Canopy Egyptian cotton sheets are designed to get softer every time you wash them, which makes your bed easier to sleep in and that much harder to leave. Why do people count on SunSweet prune juice to stay fit on the inside? It's made only from prunes, nothing else. It's a natural source of fiber and five essential vitamins. It's the smart choice for me. Stay fit on the inside. Healthy looking skin today, clearer skin tomorrow. Look at your palm and imagine it filled with soup. (laughs) That's hot. Let's try a salad. Dentine Ice gets you to parties fashionably fresh. Roasted, baked, lightly sautéed, or even still alive. Turkey gobbles frantically. Just remember, eat healthy and exercise. Or buy bigger undies. Your choice. The University of Nebraska Medical Center. Breakthroughs for life. For some, it means lying on a tropical beach. I've been a successful full-time voiceover artist for a long time now, and I've had other well-known coaches, but really, none can compare to Julie. 
What I love about Julie's coaching is she gets down to the nitty-gritty right away. No time wasted with abstract coaching techniques that can be hard to grasp and really ultimately don't improve the process. Now, Julie and I would be considered direct competition, but that hasn't changed a thing. She's there to help me and give me her best, which I've truly appreciated. She really cares about you as a person, which makes the coaching process so enjoyable. No intimidation, just encouragement. She's also exceptional with demo directing. And in very short order, I had a great variety of reads to include on two demos, which are working great for me, by the way. Julie will help you with all aspects of the voiceover business. Highly recommended. Julie isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together. She's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs. You can find out more about Julie Williams Coaching at juliewilliamscoaches.com or by emailing her directly at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. And now a few final words from Julie and her guest. Welcome back. We're talking to uh, Ray Burrell of Ray of Light Assistance which is a service that provides online support for entrepreneurs, but particularly for, or mainly, I should say, for voiceover talents, because she's so, so familiar with this industry. All right, let's talk about websites, Ray, in our final minutes. What does it cost to build a voiceover website? And, um, and what do you feel should go into that site? When you're building your website, first, it needs to be modern. You don't want someone who's not familiar with you to come to your website and wonder, if you're even still doing this, um, if your website's outdated, that's going to be a question that comes across their mind. Like, is this person still active? When was the last time that they actually had a project? And you don't want that to be the question ever when you're, when someone new is looking at your website. I have a rule where they need to be clickable and Googleable. So when I say that, what I mean is if I go to your website and I want to call you or email you or anything, I want to be able to click on it. I don't want to have to copy and paste in order to do that. You have to make sure that you turn those into links. And it's really simple. You just, um, when you're in your editor, all you have to do is highlight it. And then, then on the editor, there's a little picture of links somewhere where you can also change like the font and boldness and things like that. You click that and then you turn that into a clickable link. If your host does not allow you to turn a phone number into a clickable link, then you might want to think about switching hosts because the last thing you want is for your client to have to do extra work or your potentials to have to do extra work or have to think that actually might sway them from continuing on. So you definitely want to make sure that your entire website is clickable. And when I say Googleable, I, and I believe that I made this word, this word up, but you know, <laughs> that's allowed. That's allowed as long as we understand it. <laughs> so if you make it Googleable, they should be able to type in first name, last name, voiceover, and you come up somewhere on the page. If you're not coming up somewhere on the page, you might want to go into your editor again and you, you need to add in a few SEOs. Type voiceover several different ways. Voice dash over, voiceover as one word, and voiceover separately. That way, when someone searches your name and voiceover, you come up somewhere in there. I also have a couple of people that I know that um, maybe their voice is one, two, three, or you know, one of their pay-to-play sites come up first. And since that is, and they can't seem to get their website to pop up on Google, 
what they do is they add their link into their profile on their P2P site. You know, even that would help. Also, I have been on a few websites on their mobile version, and I know you don't really think about it because you're like, oh, well, what are the odds that they're going to look on on the mobile? Most of it's going to be on desktop. Well, for the few people that do, you want to make sure that your mobile site is actually user-friendly and nothing's like overlapping or looking weird. I always tell all of my clients that your demo needs to be on the front page. And when you switch over to mobile, that demo needs to be at the top of the page. And sometimes it just takes you playing around with the placement of the demo on your website. And what would you say it would cost for either a newbie or even someone who's been in the business a while that maybe changed branding or just wants to update their website to put together a brand new, highly functional, bare bones voiceover website? What what kind of cost would that be? If you do something simple that just has all your information on it and doesn't have too many tabs, you can actually find someone that will do it for about 250 to um to about 350 depending on how in depth you want your website to be that is actually the lower end of what i charge the highest that i have charged someone for a voiceover website thus far has been about 500 and i actually i'm not good at coding i don't do coding but i'm really good at drag and drop websites so you might want to find someone because coders tend to be a little bit more expensive so if you're on a budget you might just want to find someone who's really good at doing drag and drop and making sure that your drag and drop website doesn't look like anyone else and if you don't know what a drag and drop website is drag and drop is website hosts like Weebly, Wix, and um, WordPress to a certain extent. WordPress is kind of like a, a mesh between the two. But now places like Wix, if, if I am uh, understanding them correctly, you have to be hosted on their site. Otherwise, you lose your website. Is that correct? Whereas WordPress can be hosted on just about anywhere? I was actually just telling one of my interns this. If you get your website through someone else, like let's say you get it through GoDaddy, um, just message Wix or Weebly and tell them that I've purchased my domain already through these people. How do I make sure that it links back to this? And I don't know step by step, but basically you go into GoDaddy and you tell GoDaddy that your website is not hosted there. Your website is hosted on Weebly. And it sounds real complicated, but it's actually it's only, actually only about a three or four step process. And it's only a one time. You just set it and you forget it. But that means it does have to be hosted on Weebly or Wix. No, you can, you can do it over, over anyone. Because GoDaddy actually offers you to be able to build your website through GoDaddy as well. So your domain, when you purchase your domain, your domain can be used anywhere. It's just a matter of making wherever you are hosting to talk to wherever you purchase. Ray, one more question before we close. And real quick, tell me, we don't want to hire any big time company because spending $2,500 on a website doesn't make it better for voiceover when the people don't have any idea about voiceover. And spending $250 can be more effective than spending $2,500 if you have somebody who knows what it is that we need in this industry. But where do we find these people? I know you do it, but where do we find other people? So we all you know, have a choice to maybe compare prices or compare services? Probably the best place to find anyone to outsource your website or even editing is to go onto Facebook groups and to talk to other voiceover actors. I wouldn't say to go to a VA, uh, sorry, virtual assistant Facebook group because they tend 
to be overwhelming because there are so many that want more work and there's so many that just want to be able to do things. And even like new VAs who are trying to, you know, break into the industry and expand their portfolio, you're going to get an absurd amount of replies, emails. It's going to be a little bit overwhelming. So I would actually suggest to go onto a voiceover Facebook group and just message, say, hey guys, I'm looking for either an audio editor or I'm looking for a website developer who specializes mainly in voiceover. And you can get a couple of good recommendations from your peers as opposed to going into a VA group or even trying to actually Google voiceover website developer. Usually nothing will come up when you do that. One good place to go on Facebook is the voiceover insider connect website. We have got well over a thousand people and they're all talents, either just starting in their career or established for decades. And they may be able to help the ones that have been established for decades. I've noticed tend to be there to answer all the questions that the newbies have. So Whatever your level is, that would be uh, very helpful for you. We are talking with Ray Burrell of Ray of Light Assistance, who is an expert in everything from audio editing to graphic design to web design to Facebook management and your online presence to audio editing to <laughs> probably a whole lot more. And Ray, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was great. And thank you for being here. And we'll talk to you again soon. We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.